0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today presented by Xfinity Mobile.
2: Coming up on NBA Today, Bradley Beal is headed to the Valley of the Sun. Woj just standing by with how the Beal deal was made. Perk on why they should be considered the favorite next season, plus What does all of this mean for Chris Paul? We assess the options for the Hall of Fame point guard and where he best fits. And Draymond Green is officially an unrestricted free agent. Could this be the end of the Warriors Big Three? We have the very latest coming out of the Bay. NBA Today starts now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Xfinity Mobile. I'm Richard Jefferson in from Malika Andrews. I'm fortunate to be joined by our yeah, you senior are. rider, Ramona Shelburne. <laughs> but unfortunately, Kendra Perkins is here with that big smile on his face. Oh. We start with a developing story out of Golden State.
3: <laughs>
2: Warriors forward Draymond Green is declining his $27 million option for next season and will become an unrestricted free agent. His agent, Chris Paul, uh, of Clutch Sports, told ESPN senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski earlier today, Steve Kerr recently said during a Warriors exit interview that, quote, if Draymond Green is not back, we are not a championship contender. So we are now welcoming him in. Woj, Woj, where do the uh, Warriors and Draymond Green go from here?
4: Uh, Richard, now that the Warriors, Draymond Green, they talk about a, a longer-term deal now that he's a free agent, listen. I think the goal for both Draymond Green and the Warriors is to find a way to do a long-term deal together. Now, uh, will Draymond Green want a four-year deal? Are the Warriors going to try to see if they can get something done, maybe with a little bit more money in three years and keep some flexibility uh, on their on their financial books? That's what a negotiation's about. But certainly. There's going to be great interest in Draymond Green around the league. But I think the teams that would interest him, and I think the teams who would be interested are contending teams. And those are teams generally uh, without cap space. So they would have to work a sign and trade with the Golden State Warriors. And that's where it can get dicey. Do do the Warriors want to help a conference rival, a division rival, uh, an NBA rival who they might have to face in the postseason? Uh, with acquiring someone as indispensable uh, to the Warriors as Draymond Green. I still think there is uh, some confidence, not necessarily momentum, but a belief that these are two sides that ultimately uh, will find a way toward a deal. But when you become a free agent, certainly, you know, anything can happen. Uh, but certainly, I think there's motivation on both sides, Richard, uh, to get an extension done and keep Draymond Green uh, with the Warriors. All right, that's interesting. Now, Woj, stick around because we have so much
2: more to get to. It was a very busy weekend in the sports world. So, we are now going to bring in uh, Hall of Famer Mark Spears to join us and unfortunately, Perk. So, I'm going to start with you, Perk, just to get you out of the way. Uh, What was your initial reaction to finding out that Draymond declined his option?
1: It it wasn't a surprise. I I feel like this is the perfect timing when it comes down to Draymond. I also feel like This is going to be his last big contract, shall I say. And if I'm the Warriors, I'm doing everything in my power to come to terms and get Draymond re-signed to a a new contract. Because here's the thing, outside of Steph Curry, Draymond Green is the most important player on, on the Warriors team. Steph and then Draymond and then it's everybody else. When it comes to being one of the best defensive players to ever play the game of basketball, that's Draymond Green. When it comes to being the heart and soul of that Warriors team, that's Draymond Green. Now I can understand some people now, quote-unquote, will want to question his professionalism because of the incident with Jordan Poole, but Draymond Green is the ultimate professional. He never shies away from the media. He's, he's always available. He's always ready. Every single year he makes the adjustments to his game that he need in order for his team to win. Uh, and and basically him and Steph Curry are itch and scratch when it comes to mastering the game along how to play along each side of each other. So if I'm the Warriors, I do everything in my power so that Draymond Green don't entertain or even think about leaving. I get this done ASAP.
2: Mark, what do you think is next for Draymond?
1: Well, you know, I
3: talked to him after the last game um, and here was this quote that he gave me that really stood out. He said, I've been here 11 years. You don't just up and change that. The guys I started with are still here. Um, Of course, I'd love to be here, but I do understand that this is a business. But, um, you know, the thing in the beginning, I've been here 11 years. You don't just change that. I think that carries a lot of weight, playing with Steph and Clay his whole career. And he has enough former teammates that are around the league that tell him how different it is in other places, uh, that the bread's not buttered quite as nice as it often is in San Francisco for the Warriors. So he's certainly going to sit with Rich Paul. And I know Bob Myers' departure certainly hurts him. Bob Myers is not just a uh, great coworker to him. He was a close friend. But Mike Dunleavy Jr. has already talked to Draymond. He said in his press conference today he was committed to getting him back. And I know Joe Lacob is also sounds like he's committed to doing what it takes to get Draymond there as well. So my expectations is uh, that he's still in San Francisco and perhaps finishes his career with Golden State as well
5: yeah I actually think it's a good thing that he declined his player option that's a good sign for the Warriors because it shows that if he is back they probably have worked on it sort of maybe a team friendly contract but Anything could happen when somebody declines a player option. Draymond is the kind of veteran that a lot of teams would like to have on their team. Now, as Woj mentioned, any contender that he would want to join or somebody might want to recruit him is going to probably be pretty full salary cap wise, and it'd be hard to have the space to sign him, and then they'd have to work on a sign and trade, hard to get done. But what about a young team like Detroit? He's from Michigan, right? It's, it's it's a those are the kind of things that you worry about if you're the Warriors because he is now a free agent. But as Mark said, my my sense is he. He wants to be there. They want him back. The only question is, can they work out a team-friendly contract that can help him stay with the Warriors and to keep the whole group together? That's going to be the challenge Mike Dunleavy has as he Junior has as he builds this team going forward. Well, it's a difficult challenge, but also can, don't can I forget have this
3: real quick. Yeah, can Go, I ahead. go quick? ahead, Mark. Um, Tony Parker. I remember when he departed from San Antonio when he went to Charlotte. He signed a two-year deal. And then that was in large part for coming off the bench behind DeJounte Murray. I don't think he was comfortable doing that. He was more comfortable doing it for Michael Jordan in Charlotte. But I remember when he went there, going there, and, and not making the playoffs and not feeling like he had a team that had a chance to win anything, crushed him. So after that first year, he retired and walked away from another year. So mm-hmm. I think it would be really hard for Draymond to do like Tony Parker did and get disappointed in going to another franchise that doesn't have the opportunity to think that they could win a championship.
2: No, that makes sense. But don't forget, the Golden State Warriors did pull off a sign and trade when Kevin Durant left to go to Brooklyn, and they were able to get some assets back, which ended up turning into Wiggins and some talented players. So I wouldn't count the Warriors or Draymond Green out quite yet. but. Shifting to what was the news of the weekend, the Washington Wizards are finalizing a trade to send three-time All-Star uh, guard Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns for a package that's expected to include Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, several second-round picks, and a pick swap. Our senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski reported on Sunday that the deal could take a few more days to be completed, but Beal is on his way to the Suns to form a new big three with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. We now welcome back the man that broke the news, Woj. So how exactly did this trade come come together?
4: Uh, Richard, uh, once Michael Winger, the new president in Washington, and uh, uh, Bradley Beal, his agent Mark Bottlestein, started talking about what a future looked like with the Wizards, and it was clear that Winger did not see a pathway to contending with this roster or with any roster that could be put together in the next year or two, it was clear to Bradley Beal that it was time, after 11 years, uh, to look elsewhere and find a trade. They worked together, and there was no team more aggressive, I'm told, than the Suns in trying to acquire uh, Bradley Beal. And I think none more willing to take on the $200 million plus left on the final four years of his contract. And I think for Washington, getting that contract off the books, not having to take on any future money, uh, then the second round picks, uh, certainly pick swaps, and and the, the draft capital, uh, again, Bradley Beal having the no trade clause played certainly a significant role in what the marketplace looked like. He didn't have to go anywhere, he didn't want to, but uh, there were not uh, a lot of teams who were really aggressive uh, in offering up deals that were better than Washington's. Uh, and willing to take on the rest of Beal's contract. And I think a huge part of that is the new collective bargaining agreement, uh, the new salary cap, uh, and how that's going to play out here over the next few years.
2: All right, so we know that Beal will end up a son, but that also puts Chris Paul. Do you think that Chris Paul will start the season with the Washington Wizards?
4: Well, the Wizards are leaving this deal open-ended here for at least Perhaps another 24, 48, 72 hours, however long, that they feel like there might be any traction in finding a third team uh, to move Chris Paul on to a contender. Is there somebody out there who would throw uh, the Wizards, perhaps a couple expiring contracts to match up uh, with Chris Paul's money and a draft asset? And that is going to be difficult at 38 years old for anybody to really give anything up for Chris Paul and I think teams like the Clippers and Lakers want to wait uh, until he's in free agency if he gets a buyout. But, listen, don't absolutely rule out the possibility uh, that the Wizards might want Chris Paul the play point guard yeah. for them this season. Uh, I don't think that can be ruled out, but I think that's a conversation that's going to take place at some point here between Chris Paul, his agents, uh, and the Wizards about what that would all look like. I think in the end, there's probably going to be a pathway uh, to some kind of contract buyout. But uh, the Wizards have them under contract. They have them under contract for the season. And so if they don't find a trade here in the next few days, uh, perhaps it could get interesting. All right. Well, thank you,
2: Woj. We know this could get very interesting. I can't imagine Chris Paul in a Washington Wizards jersey. But here are the salaries that the Suns have committed to their big three. They have Kevin Durant for three more years, Bradley Beal for four more years, and Devin Booker for five more years. They have over $620 million tied up in these three players. Good for them. All right. We're (laughs) back with our full panel perk. (laughs) <laughs> Do you think that Bradley Beal was the right guy to go all in for?
1: Yes. Yes. We're, we're talking about a guy that just a little over two years ago was averaging 30. Averaged 30 twice in the NBA season. Here's the thing. I know right now they're top heavy, but when it comes down to having three of the most prolific scores on one team, Team. That's what the Phoenix Suns have And I think the one thing that we don't look at When it comes down to Bradley B- Bill Is his ability hes To playmake He's an underrated playmaker in this game So he could play off the ball You could put him on the ball His decision making is on point He has a very high IQ And we've seen Kevin Durant Slide to the point forward position And we never could question with How he could make others around him better This past postseason We watched Devin Booker take a leap in growth in his PG skills when Chris Paul went out. I think this was a great move for the Phoenix Suns, and they're not done yet. This is just the start, but it's a hell of a start. And also, I'm going to end on this. They should be the favorites of winning the Western Conference. With those three guys, they should be the favorite, period. Let's not overthink this.
2: (laughs) Mark, do you agree with with Perk, Mark? RJ,
1: believe it
3: or not, man, I covered a young, skinny Perk in Boston. And in 2007-08, Perk played with a really great big three with KG, Ray, and Paul. That's something I think that this group needs to look at. But let's forget about OKC and Kevin's time in Brooklyn. I think the thing that Kevin really needs to push on this team is to play like he did when he was with the Warriors. You know, KD averaged 26, Clay averaged 21, and Steph averaged 27 in that last year there. So... Uh, In that team in Boston as you see right there. They were able to figure it out collectively. There was no egos They're trying to win the championship, but Kevin Durant knows the blueprint to win Knows the blueprint to unselfishness and how to find each other's shots and those three guys together Man, they're gonna get the easiest shots of their life just like Kevin did (laughs) with the Warriors So I think that's the blueprint that helps the Suns
5: I mean did we just not learn anything by watching the Denver Nuggets the last two months? I, like you, they have a team. The Denver Nuggets have a team. But who's and
3: the third? Who's the number three guy? You don't
5: need to have. You don't need to have three stars. You need to have a team. You have a whole squad. Yeah. And the the Denver Nuggets beat the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs with the, basically this construction. And now you swap Brad Beal in there. I think that's great. I think he is a good fit. Um, he's going to space the floor for them because I think one of the issues that, like, you know, Book and KD had a great two-man game going. They had a lot of space around them. DeAndre Ayton is, you know, look, he's going to, they're going to have to figure out what to do with him, and he's going to have to figure out how he fits into this if he does stay in Phoenix. Um, but the Denver Nuggets just showed us what happens when you build a team through the draft, uh, what all the way up and down the lineup. You have complimentary players like Aaron Gordon. You have, I mean... Okay, we're just going to do the three stars again. But there's no depth. And here's the thing with this new CBA. It is so hard to add to a team when you have when you are this far over what's going to be called the second apron. And let's stop. I, I know we're going to call it that, but it's a hard cap. And they are they just they just saw the hard cap and they're like, we're not going to go a little over it. We're just going to go blow, blow past it. We're going to just go way so far over it that we're, it does not even doesn't even exist. Maybe there'll be a third apron for them because they're so far over it they'll never get back under it. And I and I think everybody who's on that current team is going to have to stay because they will not be able to replace anybody or make any moves going forward.
2: Look, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that We've never seen this before, but this is a very unique situation. They have a brand-new head coach. They don't have a system in place. Kevin Durant just got there six months ago. This is not what happened with the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors had a coach, had a system, had everything in place. But we're going to talk so much more about this. All summer long. I think me and Perk are going to argue a bunch. But still to come on NBA Today, hush your mouth. The biggest question mark of the draft is who the Hornets will take at number two. Is it Scoot Henderson? Is it Brandon Miller? Woj has a little insight on who has the edge. Plus, sticking with the draft, Mark Spears with an exclusive look inside the Thompson Twins' path to the NBA. Andrea Carter tells us why they deserve to go in the top 10. And more coverage on the Bradley deal for CP3 deal. Could we see uh, CP3 back in a Clippers uniform? Or maybe there's a different team in LA. NBA Today will be right back.
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
6: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it
1: has to be. NBA Today is presented by Xfinity Mobile, the best-kept wireless secret, and in part by Verbo, private vacation rentals for you and your people.
3: The pick is in, and we will all find out together. With the third pick in the
4: 1994
0: in the 2003 2014-2018 NBA Draft Luka Doncic yes.
2: Jason
4: Tatum, to Tatum layup, Joel Embiid, oh, James Harden Pressure steps back Got it. Carmelo Anthony Carmelo oh. stops it home Grant Hill. Hill will use the glass and score the hoop. Michael Jordan. George, 20-footer, head of the cage. With the third pick, the Portland Blazers select
2: Welcome back to NBA Today. I'm Richard Jefferson filling in from Malika Andrews. I am now joined with our senior NBA insider, Woj. Woj, can you tell us about the workouts that the Hornets are having with Alabama's Brandon Miller and G League Ignite Scoo Henderson?
4: Uh, Right, Richard. So, uh, I'm told the Hornets brought both players back for second workouts, second interviews today. Both had been in individually. Uh, This time, the Charlotte's Outgoing owner Michael Jordan is in the workouts. He's in the meetings. Uh, he's in town this week. Now he will continue to oversee the organization until uh, his sale to a group uh, led by Gay Plotnick and Rick Schnall. Until that's finalized, that probably won't be until at least sometime in July. They have to get approved by the league's board of governors. So uh, Michael Jordan is still in charge. Mitch Kupchak, their general manager, certainly. Uh, in Charlotte. Now, uh, Brandon Miller has been the favorite at this spot. I think throughout the process, Scoot Henderson had a very good workout uh, with the uh, Hornets recently. So they bring them both back in. I still think uh, Brandon Miller's name is in pencil in that number two spot. Maybe not quite in pen yet. Uh, And then see where it lands after uh, today's workouts. I think certainly Uh, Most around the league value Brandon Miller uh, in that as the number two prospect in this draft, uh, certainly. uh, And I think uh, that may very well be how this plays out by Thursday, but they're both back in today. They're both working out. Uh, Brandon Miller did not have as stellar of a workout with the organization uh, as Henderson did, but you are judging uh, a draft pick and making a selection uh, on a lot broader body of work than one or two workouts.
2: Yeah, wings are extremely coveted right now. And look, the Hornets have a major decision with that number two pick, Woj, but what are you hearing about the Blazers' plan with that number three pick in the Thursday NBA draft?
4: Well, if the Blazers keep that pick at three, they're going to take, uh, I think, very likely whichever player Charlotte doesn't. And certainly, you know, they're prepared in Portland uh, to draft Scoot Henderson uh, if indeed Brandon Miller stays in that number two slot. But... Listen, this is an organization in Portland uh, that is very engaged around the league in seeing if they can turn that number three pick and perhaps other assets uh, into, I think, a star-level player uh, to pair with Damon Lillard. But it is going to take a tremendous package uh, to get Portland to trade out of number three uh, and to trade out of possibly a young player in Scoot Henderson uh, who has all-star potential. this is the time of the week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leading into the draft, when teams will get more serious about what they might be willing to offer. There's often a lot of dancing around leading up to it, but I think Portland may get a better sense here in the coming days, if there's a deal out there uh, that would give them pause, make them really consider moving out of three, uh, bringing in a veteran or, or, or more than one player for that pick, but it's going to have to be a deal that blows them away because uh, this, is a, this is a draft uh, and a spot at number three where uh, the Blazers have to get quality, uh, they have to get value, and right now I think they're, they're still penciling themselves in with Scoot Henderson if indeed he's uh, there at three. All right. Thank you, Woj. All right, we're back now. We're Ramona Shelburne,
2: Mark Spears, and Big Park Ramona. Because you're sitting next to me, we are going to start with you. What do you think the Hornets should do with that number two pick?
5: I think you draft the player who has the most talent and don't worry about the fit, okay? There's this sense of, like, you have LaMelo Ball, do so you want Scoot Henderson to play with him? And then you look at Brandon Miller. He has got. He's really good at things that players in the NBA who've been in the NBA 10 years and are not good at it. he's great in the pick and roll he can shoot at 69 like he's a great fit next to LaMelo Ball but if he, but Woj just said something very interesting I which I my ears perked up when he said that he said they brought Scoot back and he was very impressive in his workout and maybe Brandon Miller's workout wasn't as impressive now what does that mean? That you obviously view things through a long lens. It's not just one workout that matters. But if you look at Scoot Henderson and he's the guy that you think is the most generational talent in this draft, then you draft him. And and I, you know I think people get caught up in positional fits and who's on your current roster a little too often in the draft, and they regret it later.
2: No, that makes sense, Mark. We're going to switch a little bit over to Dame. What do you think that this pick is going to affect the Dame Lillard situation in Portland?
3: Well, dame has been the ultimate professional in Portland. He's mm-hmm. working out there every day. And he also is uh, at the draft workouts as well, which is quite interesting. So yep. if there was anything that Dame was showing to leave, he's not doing it. He's, he's got the Blazer uniform on, and until they trade him, he's going to be committed to it. And you got to remember, he has a lot of family members that are also in Portland as well. Very, very well entrenched in this city. So... He's also got a relationship with Chauncey Billups. It's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So, yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible, and the Dame could be leaving Portland, but until that day happens, he is being ultra committed to that franchise. He's there all the time. If, if you thought he wanted out, you certainly couldn't tell by his actions out there in Portland right now.
2: Yeah, the next couple of weeks are going to be interesting. We got the draft, we got free agency, a lot of names, a lot of picks are up. But still to come on NBA Today, what is next for CP3? Our panel on where the point guard could land if he doesn't stay in D.C. Plus, the Thompson Twins are projected to be drafted in the top ten on Thursday. Mark Spears gives us an exclusive look into their journey to the league. Also, another top 10 pick joins the show. You do not want to miss Jarrace Walker, what he said, and who he modeled his game after. NBA Today will be right back. We love you, Jarrace. Yes. Yes.
7: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too.
1: Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Xfinity Mobile.
2: This Thursday, we have a unique opportunity. The Thompson Twins have an opportunity to be the first twins drafted in the top ten. Look, since the NBA merger, only five pair of brothers have ever gotten drafted in the same draft. And out of those just once, were they both in the first round. Now, our guy, Mark Spears, has more.
4: A three ball by Troy Thompson. Setback back three, Asar! <laughs> <is> <laughs> Amen! Oh Thompson with a huge three. Don't go anywhere. Asar says, quiet please! Wow. He is in
8: a bag right now. Asari is hot. Amen Thompson floated for the finish. Bam. There's a three ball from Troy Thompson.
3: The NBA's latest set of twins will arrive on draft night in Amen and Assar Thompson. And when the Overtime Elite stars are asked to reflect on their basketball childhood inspiration, the teenagers respectively won't be stating such legendary names as LeBron James, Stephen Curry, or Kevin Durant. Rather, the big brother, Troy Thompson Jr.
9: I feel like watching him play made me fall in love with the game. He was definitely the blueprint. It really just motivated us to just go on with our dream because he was like a role model to me.
3: A man and Asar were born on January 30, 2003, and were raised for much of their childhood in the Oakland, California area. As young boys, the Thompson twins grew up falling in love with the game of basketball by watching their older brother, Troy, beginning at Oakland Tech High. The 6'4 guard landed a basketball scholarship at Prairie View A&M, and his brothers watched him star from afar. Troy's hopes of going professional were short-lived when he fell shy of making the G League Stockton Kings. With Big Brother offering a blueprint, the Thompson Twins grew tall, literally, and in the game of basketball. When did you know that these dudes could hoop? At what age?
8: 2014. So i said say they were probably about 10 or 11. Since then, I've been telling everybody, every teammate I've had since then, that they're going to be the best. The best thing that
3: I've ever seen. What did you see that stood out?
8: I've never seen somebody win so much. I've never seen somebody that was so talented.
3: The athletic six foot seven Thompson twins were signed by Overtime Elite in June of 2021 after they both ranked amongst the top 25 high school players in the nation by ESPN.
9: I feel like our whole family really wanted us to go to OTE because they saw it as like an opportunity for us to become pros faster and grow faster. But like us three, we were more like on the fence about it, we I think we need more convincing than the, the most people, and I I feel like I looked to him really a lot just to get his like take on it, cause you know I knew he got to play at the college level, so he had an insight that other people didn't have. And at the end of the day, we still made the decision to come up here, but it was it was a definitely a hard decision for the whole family. But as we talked as a family, that was the best option for us for development get better they had the most resources and i I don't regret this decision at all
3: Hassar, good strong move oh, oh, wow. my, oh my.
8: nice nah, wow. hey listen a Thompson. the floodgates oh. have opened star is putting this team on its back A
5: amen oh! 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 oh!
3: OTE also hired someone the Twins trusted in their brother Troy. Big Brother's main job, however, was managing his brothers to make the best out of OTE. In two years, the Thompson Twins did just that as they developed their game and their bodies to become two of the most coveted prospects in the 2023 NBA draft.
5: Gentlemen, one step closer to being able to pencil in where you might land on draft day. How special is it that you guys get to share this journey together?
9: You know, it's super special. I always have someone on my side, someone who's got my back, and someone who just pushes me every day. So I'm just, there's no one else I'd rather do it with. June 22nd, that's the beginning of the first part of the dream. But after that, I still got so much more that I know I want to do in the league. And in my family, I know that's just like, I mean, I feel like they expected it, but it's also gonna be like relief to them. Like, just seeing that we actually made it, like the first in the family too. I feel like June 22nd, just like, to me, it's like the beginning of the journey. It's like when the work starts, you know, to me. I'm super
8: excited. I mean, this is kind of of what I've been expecting for at least five years. I've always known that this was coming. You know, just like how we, what we really spoke to just now was to grow and like they're they're growing through this pre jab process. They're gonna be growing in the league and I'm gonna be growing with them. Me being here, I grew in ways that I probably wouldn't have been able to grow if they had went to college.
3: Barring the unexpected, the Thompson twins will be separated for the first time of their lives after the NBA draft. While there will always be love with the Thompson brothers, the friendly sibling rivalry will also transfer to the NBA as well. I think, I think I'm gonna have my mom, my
9: dad, And my brother at my table, I don't know who you going to (laughs) have. That's your table. We be at the same table. We should should make a draft day bet. Who gets picked first? How much?
2: Here's our latest mock draft and it has the Thompson's both going in the top six. Ahmed Thompson is fourth going to the Rockets while his brother Asar is projected to be drafted sixth going to the Magic. Now, that was a look at how the Thompson Twins got here to discuss what happens next. We have our draft analyst, Andrea Carter, joining the show. Let's start with Amen. Andrea, what specific skills do you see him bringing to the NBA?
10: Well, Richard, when I think about the Twins, first of all, we're splitting hairs as far as how they're different. But with Amen... He is more of a specialist to me. The way that he is able to break down defenders, get into the paint and hunt the rim is so special. So we'll start with his ball handling and all three of these attributes are similar to each other but watch how even just with one between the legs, he loses his defender. Then you add a hesitation and again, creating space with who is on the ball. It's like he doesn't see the first line of defense. So that goes to shiftiness. Again, this is similar to ball handling skills but watch draws the attention of two defenders. He is going to show a little inside out and again he is hunting the paint. Then we add a pro hop still splitting two defenders. Three if you count the defender that was chasing him from behind and this is again hunting the rim. These are all connected but watch this. Straight line drive to the basket. He sees the outside weak rotation coming over and bam! Head hunt. He is trying to catch a body every single time that's one of the biggest differences a man is headhunting he wants to dunk on you he wants to explode up and he wants to get past you with his ball handling now SAR, he's going to more go around you for a layup package
2: oh okay well look i want you to break down a little uh SAR's game i want you to break down because again they're twins same body type same you would figure athletic skills they see the game very similar but break down the difference in SAR's game
10: Yeah, so and even with them being twins and having some of the same game, they have the same demeanor as well, but Asar for me, while he's not a specialist, he does three things really well, starting with his defense. Just watch the on the ball pressure, putting pressure on the ball handler 94 feet from the basket and then carrying that same energy all the way to half court. You see how he just waits? for the ball handler to make a mistake, that pressure that he applies. And then he's also, in my opinion, a better outside shooter than a man. He shot at a higher clip, especially in the playoffs, 15 of 39 from beyond the arc. And then in transition, Asar is elite in transition. Watch, he gets the ball, mm. takes it one, two, three dribbles and bam just dunks it right so while a man is more of a specialist in terms of breaking you down getting into the paint headhunting and finishing at the rim asar while he's not as much of a specialist he does a multitude of things extremely well one of the best defenders in the draft in my opinion he can play a variety of positions can still score the basketball but he's not headhunting the way that a men is or breaking down defenders the way a men is
2: well andrea any Team that gets either one of those highly skilled 6'7 wings is going to be very, very lucky. Thank you for your breakdown. Uh, look, I, I, I'm sorry, but those guys are going to be special very, very quickly. But coming up on NBA Today, we have the latest on the Chris Paul situation and where the fit could be best. Could he reunite with the Clippers? NBA Today will be right back after this. The Suns have a new big three. Bradley Beal is on his way to Phoenix for a package expected to include Chris Paul, Landry Shaman, and Picks. We all found out on Sunday, and so did Chris Paul, apparently. Here he is on Good Morning America earlier today.
9: I was surprised, too. (laughs) (laughs) I found out on the plane yesterday, flying here for this. You know, in this league, anything can happen, so you just figure out what's next. Hmm.
6: You literally found out on the plane.
9: Absolutely. Wow.
6: What was you your first reaction? <laughs> don't push him
9: any further. He's trying to be nice about it. Yeah, him. he is, Yeah. Right.
2: yeah.
9: What's happening?
2: <laughs> All right. Now, it's unlikely that Chris Paul will be suiting <clears throat> up for the Wizards. Woj reported that they are looking at a third team that would, you know, send Chris Paul to a contender. Now, Ramona, what do you think the future is for Chris Paul?
5: I mean I, I think that we end up with a buyout situation here in Washington but you know what he's been here before in Oklahoma City when they traded for him and he ended up playing that year with Oklahoma City I think a lot of us were surprised that didn't end up in a buyout situation I don't see anyone trading for him I think that though that market had been explored before this trade and he has a 30 million dollar contract that's 15 of which is guaranteed and and so I, I think if it ends up in a buyout I think it's up to Washington if they want to do that for him and what that even looks like but but I think Chris Paul has made it pretty clear. He either wants to win a championship and play for a contender or be closer to his family here in Los Angeles. Phoenix was pretty close, just a jet suite X flight away. Uh, Los Angeles, they got two teams that would need a point guard. So I, if I was looking at both of them, I would say the Clippers would be more likely than the Lakers because of the fit issues. But um, there's an interesting clip going around, Chris Paul talking about Tyron Lue and how much respect for he, he has for him as a head coach.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, it's a five-hour drive from Washington, D.C. to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Chris Paul has never played in the Eastern Mm -hmm. Conference, and Ramona mentioned Oklahoma City. Do you remember that when Chris was playing for the Thunder, everybody thought he was going to ask out? Everybody thought he was going to be uh, upset about it, and he was a consummate professional. He made that team better, and he willed them. To, to much greater success than yep. anybody ever expected. So Washington knows that. Like, Chris is such a gamer that he's not going to go there and just give up and walk away and stomp his feet based on what happened in Oklahoma City. But that being said, Ramon and I also know he's, he's like L.A. through and through now. <laughs> his two kids are there, his wife's there. Um, to have that opportunity to not only have your kids close by put Los Angeles on your chest for either city, but also get ingrained in the L.A. community in terms of television. Uh, you know, with Bob Iger giving him some some mentorship, I think being in L.A. is probably his number one choice regardless to which team it is.
2: Perk, do any of these scenarios for CP3, do you see any of these kind of in your eyes of what you know about it? Is there one do you think that would be a best fit for him?
1: Well, when I I mean, just – CP3 and I are the same age. So that means that his time is running out when (laughs) it comes down to his basketball career. And there's no disrespect to him, but I think CP3, I know CP3, wants to win a title. And when I look at the two L.A. teams, he can't go wrong with either one, but if I had to pick one for him, it would actually be the Lakers. And I go back to when they won the championship in the bubble, and I look at what Rondo, did for Anthony Davis. Rondo, every single night, got Anthony Davis eight to 10 easy buckets. Hell, he even got LeBron James six to eight easy uh, points a night. So when I think about what CP3 and AD could do in the pick and roll, because everybody talk about the relationship with LeBron and CP3 and how close they are, and rightfully so. But I'm looking at how can you maximize and get the most out of Anthony Davis? And you do that by putting up one of the best to ever do it for his floor generals on the floor with him so you can make the game easy for A.D. It's too many times that we have seen this past season that he has to work too hard to get buckets. Adding CP3 to this will help everybody on the Lakers get easier looks. That would be a fun
5: full circle after the Chris Paul
1: trade that
2: That did not happen earlier (laughs) in his career. It would be an interesting one, but still to come on NBA Today, top 10 prospect Jarris Walker joins the show. Hear what he had to say about his expectations for the draft day. That's next. More NBA Today. Kelvin Sampson raved about this kid right here. Walker
7: turns, spins, fades for 15 feet, and he hits Walker! (laughs) Walker, right corner, catch and shoot. Three, got it. Right corner, three, knocked in by Jeris Walker. Bravo! The lead will
2: be extended. Have you thought yet about what it'll feel like to hear your name
8: called? I mean, I feel like I just got to be there in the moment to to feel it. Just it's it's definitely gonna be emotional for sure. We
2: now welcome in American Athletic Conference freshman of the year, projected top 10 pick, Drace Walker. Welcome. Are you feeling? How are you feeling?
8: I'm feeling good, man. Happy to be in the city.
2: Oh, okay. Now, look, you are three days away from hearing your name called on draft night. I want to know this. What is the emotions? What are you thinking? Just, Just go through it for us.
8: I mean, it's it's tough. I'm trying to just, you know, let it happen, let it let it all play out. But I mean, obviously, the the mind is rolling, thoughts is coming in about where I'm gonna end up, with city, with team, coaches, all that, but. I man I'm just trying to take it day by day just enjoy the process cuz I know I don't got no control over it so
2: for the people that didn't watch you play at Houston there is one skill that keeps popping up over and over and over again it is the fact that you have a high energy and tons of hustle like what is that that brings that out in you why is that something that is a staple that NBA teams are paying attention to
8: um honestly it's that it's that Houston culture i mean coach Sampson just the just the culture that he emphasizes every day, just the hard words, the just grimy, hard nose, get on the floor, rebound, play for your brothers. Just um, just really putting it all on the floor out there for your teammates. So, kind of just implemented that um, throughout the culture, through practices, just day by day. Like, even film, like, if you're not playing hard or giving it 110%, like, you're definitely going to be called out and held accountable. So, just... Just noticing that and just um, changing the culture, too.
2: Okay, so you've been watching this league. Is there a player that you pattern yourself out? doesn't mean that you're the same player or you bring the same thing, but you're like, I like his game. I watch his game. When I work on my game, I like to pattern myself after that player.
8: I would say, I, like, I love the Celtics and, like, the duo they had, like, with Tatum and Jalen Brown is there, their versatility two-way guys, put the ball on the floor, get their teammates involved, defend, rebound. Like just, just two guys who so could do a little bit of everything on the floor. So I feel like I'm kind of a versatile player who mm. would we'll get my own shot, create for my teammates, but also defend at a high level. So I definitely love to miss those two guys for sure.
2: Okay, now speaking of high-level players, two of your high school teammates went to the IMG Academy with you, Keontae George and Jet Howard. They're all projected first-round picks. All three of you are in, uh, are in the green room. I want to know this. How on earth did you guys lose three games your senior year of high school? You told me all three. Who were on those teams?
8: So we had we had Sunrise twice, and then we had Mount Bird last loss of the season.
2: Okay, last loss of the season. Do you, is there any revenge there? Is there any players you're looking at like, ah, we could have got that one back?
8: I mean, like, you could make any excuse you want. Like, we went internationals. I think we had six players, seven players. Our point guard, Jaden Bradley, I mean, one of our key pieces, he was hurt. So, I mean, it was it was different playing without our point guard. But, I mean, it's no excuse. We had a high-level team, great bench. So, I mean, it, it was really on us. So, I mean, it is what it is that happens, I guess.
2: Okay, fair. It wasn't your fault. It was your point guard's fault. We'll blame it on him. I understand that. Uh, Look, I just wanna say this. Good luck. I look forward to seeing you on draft day. I look forward to seeing the fit. I look forward to seeing the drip. I look forward to seeing you walk across that stage and shake Adam Silver's hand.
8: Most definitely. I appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming.
2: All right, coming up on NBA Today, we relive the best comeback. Of all time, that's not my opinion, it's just a fact, NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds.
0: It's a fact.
1: NBA Today is presented by Xfinity Mobile, the best-kept wireless secret.
3: Oracle Arena is alive and roaring as we get set for Game 7. Take it down into the rim,
4: Stepping back, a deep shot, right side. A three is up and in. Kyrie Irving, a triple. The Cleveland Cavaliers win it. The greatest
8: comeback in NBA Finals history is complete. Cleveland,
2: this is for you. I just want to make sure you guys know: as long as I am associated with NBA Today, we will be covering this date. Look at this picture! We got Lil Rich. Oh my God! Look at Lil Rich. Love it. We got Bronny. We got we got Bryce. We got Bronny. Look how young. Look how little they are. He's going to USC. That little kid is going to USC. That that is 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 trophy. Deli, look at the squad. We got James Jones up here running things. Man, look, we had an amazing squad, amazing team. We even got Steve's bald forehead up here, but that's not the only anniversary. Where's big? Let's give a little something to the big fella. Let's give a little something to the Uh big fella. Uh We got another video for him. Here it comes, wait for it, wait for it. Perk, we're gonna make you wait. I know that's not something you do often in Buffalo. How times. many people are still in your group text? Uh, the group text is never changed, but I will is not it still de- hopping? I will not divulge the name. Look at Big Perk. Oh, you say it like Doug Oh Perk, now we know we don't smoke in front of the kids, Perk. You got
1: Doc. You got all that, them, <laughs> Perk. What's your favorite memory? <laughs> Well, hey, hey, look, what you hide the dog go come to light anyway. Might as well We don't care about his. We don't (laughs) care about it. NBA today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. (laughs) Robert Half
7: research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI.